Open up my window to substitute outside. Hi, Kath. Hey, Don. Hi, Addie. Hello. Hey, How's guys. Everybody? How's everybody? I'm all right. I feel like I'm breathing like a fat man. I'm just like, I'm just kept like, <laughs> just like really, like Uncle Joe. I just feel like I, Ugh. you know, when you feel yourself breathing, it's a little hot here in New York. Yeah. And I just allergies. The pollen. You could see the pollen coming out of the trees. It looks like it's snowing. Oh my God, my car. My car is covered in a yellow film. It's awful. It's awful. Yeah. So I'm sitting here going. Oh my God, I really am Job of the Hut. I really am. My tongue's about to come out. It's just terrible. I feel so gross right now. <laughs> so speaking positive. Of that, speaking speaking of, of Job of the Hut, go with me. Addie, <laughs> did you watch yeah. the that um, Moon, um, the Disney, the latest? Moon Knight? Di- yeah, Moon Knight. Did you watch yeah. that? Did you I under- did. I did not understand one fucking thing what was happening. I had the uh, whole time I'm watching it. I'm like, okay. I said, Chris, I can basically like, I can basically give you an outline of, you know, complicated things geopolitically. I cannot follow this comic book story to save my life. We were lost ninety percent of the time. We all looked at each other, and I looked at the kids, and they're like, "Eh, Ma, it's Egypt." I'm like, I, I don't know if I can answer. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I had explained anything, but okay. It's so funny. There are so many times where I walk around and I think, like, I'm just such a fucking smarty pants. Like, I'm a smarty pants. Yeah, no, I never think that for myself. Something. (laughs) something I don't ever go and say I'm a smarty pants. You know what else? You know what else I could never figure out? Like, what the fuck is happening is um, Futurama. I can't figure out Futurama. And you know what else I can't figure out? Futurama. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. (laughs) You know what's so funny? You're supposed to know what's happening. Jaja and Sophie have the funniest story. First of all, I know I've been down on myself twice in the last five minutes. I truly don't feel like that of myself. I'm just joking. You know, I don't want anybody to think I'm, you know, really, you know, Mm -hmm. low self esteem. But all I'm saying (laughs) saying is that. But you know yourself. You know yourself. I'm very realistic. I can laugh at myself. So. Josh and Sophie were just talking about how they were in, I don't know, second grade in the Hob- when The Hobbit came out, and we all watched it together, and we were halfway through the movie, and, and Josh says, Kathy, I know you're confused. <laughs> <laughs> was it The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings? Oh, The Lord of the Rings. Lord yeah, of the, the Rings, Lord yeah. Of the Rings. <laughs> and I was so confused, and, and Josh goes, <laughs> Kathy, I know you're confused. Let me tell you the story. And then Sophie and her are explaining to me. <laughs> translating in second second grade English of this uh, of this movie, I could not. Follow. I was like, "What is happening? Who is that?" I can never remember names and stuff. It was so funny. That it's because Jaja and Sophie are hanging out with their kids. Isn't that crazy? They went swimming in your pool. They went swimming in my pool today, and I'm so proud. Nico finally wore the swimmy thing that I bought yeah. him, the like floaty belt. I could not get him in that thing last year. He would hold on to us. Oh, I got necks. more exercise holding on to a, and you it know, was so funny. I don't know kid. who told me who was over and they were like, you let him go in the pool without a thing. I'm like, I'm holding him. And there's, <laughs> it is true. It is true. Like I would never go in the pool with him if I'm by myself because I could have a heart attack. Right. Right. 
Or I could get attacked by an owl like the right. staircase lady. Or I could get, you <laughs> the know. The owl. See, the owl. Right? I told crazy? you. You did. Okay. It's crazy. Or, so if there's another adult around, like, I bring him in. And, like, I think back about, like, we, I learned to swim by being thrown in the pool. You, Kathy, by the time you came around, you had swimmies. And I remember thinking, like, <laughs> why does she get such special treatment? Because, because I'm swimmies. so adorable. Because right now I might drown. feel yes, I, I was adorable. But yeah, huh? but yeah. So little Nico was like, "I'm swimming." <laughs> he was. He Just was like kicking, that. Kicking. It's so kicking cute. Off. It's so, so cute. cute. So I wanted. But we to all every... know that's why I bought the pool. I didn't get a roof. I bought right. a pool, so I'd want to come to my house. Priorities, hundred percent. Priorities. So it's the best bad decision I just want to tell everybody, just want to just preface this. I want to thank everybody for reaching out from our last episode uh, because I was, I never said out loud that like, I feel sad or like, I, I just really, I felt defeated last week and mm -hmm. things did get better. So that's why when I think about Nico, we got to see Nico, we got to play around, you know, that really, you know, puts your energy up. Um, we figured out, I finally got a good doctor to help me, and I trusted my spirit, which, mm -hmm. of course, I always do. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had prayed to, I had prayed, and I did a ritual. I put two earrings in my left ear. <laughs> Donna's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have to do a ritual. And I like how when I say I'm doing a ritual, like, Henry doesn't clean up the way he usually does. He's like, is this, is this plate important? Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, is this piece of paper on the floor? Okay. I'm like, yes. Um, yeah, I, I prayed to Oshana, uh, who is a goddess of, uh, of uh, people who are not listening. So also people who are deaf and also people who don't listen. <laughs> I think who just don't oh listen. Oh, my God. Like people who are not listening. And so it's good for, like, when you're trying to advocate for something or, you know, Donna is, wait, do you have a hot flash? I don't have, uh, no, I don't you have air conditioning like in the room. You sound like you're running in my ear, Donna. Oh, really? <laughs> you sound like a herd of buffalo. Could you not, just give it, let me tell my story. I need a fan. I'm dying. Uh, it's hot just, in this room. You know what, put okay. the fan, um, wait, do Oceana. me a favor. What? Put the fan on and just put it on mute for a second and then I'll put my finger out so you could talk. No, it's all there, right. Just, it's okay. All right. Go ahead. I'll be finish. quick. I'll be quick because okay. we have to do this in a half right. an hour. A little less than a half hour. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. <laughs> I was praying to Osha. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Oshana. And. So I had the two, I had my two earrings in the left, in the left ear. So I know I looked a little kooky. I'm wearing that around a couple of days. And then I did a couple other things. And then out of the blue, I was feeling very defeated, as you guys knew. And I said, something's got to change. Something's got to give. And I said, okay, you know what? St. Anthony, help me find somebody who will listen to me. Like, I literally was like, I need help. Somebody needs to listen to me. And I was resourceful, Donna. I called, I called the hospital. I got into the portal when I went to the emergency room and I, and I looked at, I looked at my own like medical stuff that mm -hmm. numbers I don't understand, but when it said abnormal and rare, and it's positive. I thought <laughs> maybe this is a bad thing. Oh <laughs> and, maybe my God. This is a... and then I called you and I said, Donna, what's a prolapse? <laughs> what's prolapse mirror? What is, 
Like it was, it was meaning mm-hmm. like, what does it mean mm-hmm. when something's hanging out? Mm-hmm. And so I found out that my bladder's prolapsed, and nobody told me that. How many people have been down there in two months, Donna? Mm-hmm. I would say more than when I was fifteen. So I don't know why <laughs> nobody more than more <laughs> than those those nights that you were sneaking out of the house. Yeah, going, more going than my eight, my seventeen yeah. year old times, right? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm like. Nobody, like, mentioned this to me, that this was a problem, maybe. Mm. So so I said, oh, my God, I need a urologist. So I, uh, by myself, (laughs) like an adult, called for a urologist. And they said that it would be July, uh, June 10th, which is a long time. So I said, you know what? I'll call every day and see if there's a cancellation. I call the next day. I get the appointment for June 10th. I call the next day. And guess what? I got in for the next day, and that was Friday. Mm-hmm. And I prayed, and I, and I had anxiety because I'm like, this guy's not going to listen to me. But here I am doing this ritual. He's got to listen to me. Mm-hmm. So he comes in, and he has the most... He has so much energy, I can't even take it. He was like, it was, he was like, hey, oh, wow. It's like, it was like opposite day from the good doctor. So I'm like, wait a second. (laughs) I'm like, I'm confused. What's that? A helicopter? What is that sound? What sound? We're on a podcast, Kath. I'm sorry. There's a sound. It sounds like a a helicopter. (laughs) Anyway. So Austin, I took some pot before I before I came on. So so I had to feel bad. I had to do something. I felt so bad last week. I don't like people hearing me down. Okay. So this guy comes in and he was had so much energy. I was so grateful, so grateful. He was fantastic. He gave me more information in ten minutes than my OBGYN did in, in twenty minutes she was with me. So I was so grateful. He's like, well, we're going to have to test to see if your bladder has prolapsed. Like, like, what's the degree? So the test that they have to do is, <laughs> I can't even talk about it. So Henry is on the other side. <laughs> He's literally, like, sitting, watching me, like, so he could see me, you know, inappropriately. Not inappropriate, he's my husband, but, like, my leg's out. The doctor's standing at the side, and then he tells me to cough. So I have to breathe and then cough, and this stream <laughs> comes out <laughs> like the splash zone. I was so embarrassed. I was crying embarrassed. <laughs> Henry's face was like, whoa. <laughs> so the, doctor's like, the doctor's like, that's why I stand on the side. And he's like, obviously. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. It's like a nightmare. So. Anyway, I was a little embarrassed that I'm talking to everybody about what happened, but I think it was a good experience. And the reason why I'm saying sharing this story because I don't want anybody to be embarrassed about that. But when you feel like something is wrong, go to the doctor, do what examinations to to make it feel better. Because I'm telling you, they're gonna fix my bladder and my uterus. So two in one, I'm gonna feel so much better. So there's hope. Mm. And that is my story about. Trusting your instincts, doing ritual, <laughs> and listening. Yeah, yeah. And so I feel so much better. Doctors' offices, huh? And peeing in random doctors' offices. Pe- peeing, and there was pee on the floor. It's fantastic. It was nothing I've ever experienced ever. It was very interesting. 
not the same. So I'm just so happy there's solutions and I'm going to feel better. And then my infection went away. So that's why I feel a little bit better. I'm back to myself. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But I think menopause and all this is no joke, everybody. It's no joke. That it, your body just totally changes and does things you don't even know. And and if you're uh, mm -hmm. if you happen to be in a capsule as a male with a penis, you have you know menopause. You know you're going through something too. You're, there's going through changes, and your body's going to change, and you have to go through that as well. I don't like that they call it a midlife crisis. I think that you're also going through hormonal changes. First of all, together. midlife crisis. They assume you're going to live to 100 and fucking 10. Like yeah, no, I know. Beth, we're way well, that's what they midlife. call it. But that's what they call it. When men have issues, they call it a midlife oh. crisis. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And I said Addie's they should making call. A face. Addie's making a face. Why are you making a face, Addie? What's going on? Because that's dumb. I didn't realize <laughs> that. What? Midlife crisis was the male equivalent of menopause. menopause. Yeah. I never thought about that. That's dumb. I don't like that. Well, it's true. Like, they go through stuff just like boys... Well, you know, when they go through puberty and girls go through, you know, if you're in a female mm -hmm. body or male body, you're going through stages. You, when you're in this age, your body completely changes. Mm -hmm. And it's it's tough. It's tough. And we're just figuring it out. As you guys have seen my ride. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, enough about me. Enough about me. So what's going on with you, Don? <laughs> Oh my god, I'm on a roller coaster ride. It's going 100 miles an hour. Thank God for Josh. He's doing the Witchy Wednesday for tomorrow. Thank you, Josh. I'm You're so the best. appreciative of that. Um, I was telling Addie that um, I think that I produce as much work in a few hours on a Monday morning than I did like all week in my previous like life. It's incredible like but like i said this before it's like olympic ping pong it's like ping 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 you know it's it's just incoming constantly incoming many balls in the air and uh i'm up for the challenge it's very very good um politics is a crazy place and um it's really amazing how petty some people can be not anybody on our team of course and, um, yeah, it's just a crazy world and, uh, some crazy stuff happened this week. And we actually said, this is either going to work out in our favor or it's going to be like, what a book or a podcast when we don't, when we're not, uh, when we can spill the beans, you know, right. it's just, it's just so crazy. Um, and it's so funny. I keep saying this. If I had thought like a year ago or two years ago, like where I'd be, it's just, it's incredible. You just like keep saying yes and keep moving forward and you just don't know where you're going to be. Yeah. You just you never know. You, gotta, you got, you never know. It's so crazy how like this happened and that happened and this happened and that happened. And here I am. Who am I? What am I doing? How did I, how did I get here? You know, like, yeah. It's like I said, um, it's not like imposter syndrome, because imposter syndrome, which, you know, I hate, you know, you can go back and listen to our conversation with Christina to Giacomo. I hate imposter, I hate talking about imposter syndrome, mostly because I don't think that men talk about imposter syndrome. But um, imposter syndrome is you look the part, 
and you're playing along at the part. I, I'm not like that at all. I feel like the wedding crasher. <laughs> like, <laughs> who is that? How did she end up in this room? I feel like that. That's how I feel. But, yeah. you know. But, you know, it's amazing how college degrees or previous, like, I, the pieces of paper do not give you skills sometimes in the things I remember, that you need. Donna, I don't want to interrupt, but I remember, I want to back on that. So I have a lot of experience in my field and like not my spirit field, but earth field, like as mm -hmm. advocate and met in the medical, mental health and, um, you know, residential and, um, you know, I can't even think of the word. Holy cow. What's going on with me? Oh, systems of care. So I have, I have like 20 years of experience plus and systems of care. So I know what I'm doing and I'm really good at my job and I'm fantastic advocate and I'm can be very, I am very articulate and I know what I'm doing and I do have education. The job I had, I'm not going to even blow up their spot, but when I got hired as a family advocate, the executive director came to me and says, so what does it feel like to work with all these PhDs? Oh my God. And I looked at him and I was like, well, you can call me Reverend from now on. And second, it feels like any other day. And I just looked at him like, what kind of question is that? And I said, oh call me God. Reverend, please. Like, like, what is that? What <laughs> you should is have said, that? like, how does it feel for you to be in the presence of goddess greatness? That's right. I should have said that. I was just like, you can call me Reverend. Like, he, he thought that yeah. I was just like, what? Fuck off. It yeah. was really, like, belittling. And I didn't take, like, I, of course, did not take too much of offense I kind of laughed at it and I made sure everybody knew that story <laughs> I was like just so you know so and so just asked me what it felt like to be with all you guys with PhDs and all I'm like what and meanwhile I'm running all the programs creating all these meanwhile things. there are kids who are who don't have enough care by right. the way right meanwhile, exactly meanwhile I'm solving all these problems and it's like you can never do enough unless you have that paper and that's what has to change. That that has to change immediately. Some bullshit. Yeah, it is bullshit. How dare how dare that person? Mm -hmm. But then I got you know employee of the year, right? And then I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for giving me my award, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it out of his hand. Feels great. Yeah, it feels. I, I hate that. That was just, that was very uh, that was very interesting. Yeah. So. Anyway, we were going to talk about something that was a real... Wait, real... let me do two recommendations before we go into a bummer. Recommendations? For what? Yes. Number one, the best radio station on Sirius XM oh, for a gathering. 100%. One Hit Wonders. The best. I put it on kind of by accident, out of curiosity. We enjoyed it all day. It was, I've never seen... something for Henry everyone. Was enjoy... Henry was singing the whole time. Henry and Sophie, like, we all had a super fun. At one point, they did play the Laverne and Shirley. And theme. I missed it. I was and singing you along. You were yeah. singing along. Everybody, like, had a great time at the radio station, which never happens. Never happens. It's usually I'm usually like, what turns, the hell, Don? Come on, man. Or it's Nico's playlist. <laughs> I usually say, come on. he wants us to play the same song over and over again. <laughs> so that's number one. Number two, um, our book club just... Uh, we are meeting tomorrow, but uh, our assignment for the month was this novel called The Mercies by mm -hmm. Kieran Millwood, Kieran Millwood Hargrave. 
and it is based on a true story, but it's a novel. It takes place in Finnmark, Norway in 1617, and there's a huge storm that wipes out most of the, the men. It's a, it's a fishing village, wipes uh-huh. out most of the men. And so the women for like a year or more have to kind of fend for themselves. And in fending for themselves, they're doing things like fishing, right? hunting, things like that. And when, um, you know, the, the men of the religion that ruled the day find this out, they're like, obviously they need men to straighten this out in this village, right? So... Uh, it's basically, um, they get accused of being witches. It's like a true story. Ah, really? But, but it's an, it's so well written and it's such a good novel about love and connection and, uh, sisterhood. I, I can't say enough about it. So good. Highly recommend it. Is it on Audible? It is. Uh, it does have an audio, it does have an audio book. Because I have some points on Audible. Oh, I highly recommend. So maybe really I'll like do that. It. So good. It's such a good, it's it's a feminist tale. Um, and it's real, um, it's it's just so good. It just, it had me, like, I've I've been enraptured. Enraptured oh, that's good. Of this, so. Well, I have. Recommend I have, it. Okay, well, I recommend going back to the first episode of Little House on the Prairie. Oh, Little House I've on the ju- Prairie, Kathy. That traumatized me. It traumatized tra- I was me. like, I came, poor Henry, I came, I was crying. Like, literally, yeah, like, crying. I can't and watch like, Little House like, anymore. I was like, Pa had to walk 100 miles in his shoe. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm sorry. Laura, yeah. That Little House rape episode. I don't remember that one. With the clown face. With the oh, clown mask. I'm not mask. watching that one. Uh-huh. I it's don't remember about, that one. You don't remember that one? It, Is that it, why I hate clowns? Memory burn, memory burn. In my like, I was devastated. Well, who got attacked? Who it, got attacked? It was about. Um, it was a was girl it the who was. It was a girl who was like she was like developing, lived by herself with her dad, had to like you know. Where was Mr. Hide her he breasts, would have not let that happen. <laughs> hide her breasts, and uh, she was raped in the field walking home, and it was somebody in the town. And it was truly one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. And I've seen Human Centipede. Okay. Oh, so I couldn't do half of that. Oh, I couldn't. I, oh, I couldn't. So, do that. like, you know, Faces of Death, centipede, Human Centipede, all those disgusting things. Ugh. But that little house on the prairie is f- some fucking fucked up fucking shit. Well, they brought issues. I'm happy that they brought issues up and put it to the forefront because they didn't back then, you know? I, they, I they had to talk about these things, but oh Although, my god, that Nelly so, with the pony around, and Christmas around I the same can't. time. Around <laughs> the same can't. time was that that um, different strokes with the molested kid. It was around the same time as that. Really? Yeah. They must have had a conversation. Said, "All right, guys, let's start." <laughs> the network. This. The network <laughs> was like, "All right, let's start getting this out in the forefront." But I was yeah. literally like, today I cried over the Christmas one where Laura she traded in her pony so that Ma could have a stove and then Pa <laughs> made her a saddle. We gotta start crying. <laughs> and then and then it was like and then she gave the pony to Nellie and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I cried. 
upset. I was like, fucking Nelly. I was like, why are you giving the pony? And then Nelly goes, I promise I'll take care of her. And then Laura's like, you better. <laughs> With her little teeth. Her oh, little buck teeth. Laura, little. I have, I have little Laura teeth. And the freckles, like. And the freckles, yeah. This. You kind of have that little <laughs> Holly Hobby thing going on. You know yeah. what's funny is the actress who played Nellie on Little House on the Prairie, and, you know, all of our listeners who are younger than, like, 35 are like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Um, like, Addie has no idea what we're talking about. You do. You what? She knows. Okay. She's in between. She's in between. I read them all, and oh, I, I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. You know. I'm watching the whole thing I did from beginning to end. I'm going to watch them. Well, because be prepared. It's just when it comes to the if there's a clown one, I'm not going to watch it because it's going to. You're be not going to know it till after it happens, as it's happening. Well, anyhow, for, anyhow, for heaven's sake. So the finish. actress who plays Nellie, you know, um, the guy, um, the her husband who who was the Jewish husband on that he died of AIDS. Did you know that? Really. In real oh, life. Sorry. So, so Nellie, sorry the actress who played that, like, early on, like, in the 90s, when nobody was, well, not nobody, but a, very few people were really advocating for um, patients with AIDS and right. people with AIDS. Um, she was really vocal. And there was an event in the city where she was going to be there. And I can't remember, but people knew that she was going to be there. And I, you know, in my late 20s, did enjoy walking around New York City inebriated, as one does. And there, in this party, there was a drag queen that was dressed up as Nellie. <laughs> And it really <laughs> fucked with my sense of reality. I was very, very fucked up about it. That is amazing. I didn't know what was happening. Because, you know, this is before cell phones and things are just right. like... It was very funny. Nelly. So that's, that's my Nelly story. Well, and she does, I... she does conventions well, and stuff. Well, then she's a superhero. Mm -hmm. But in the show, she is not. But gosh, we fucking hated her, man. We hate Nelly. We like the actress. But that means that she was a good actress. And when she got that horse, I lost it. I was so upset. <laughs> I was just like, don't take her pony. Well, you know, we've we talked about it uh, the other day that we're watching a lot of TV as an escape because the yeah. you know what's happening out there in the real world is really difficult to cope with, and like we're not making light of things because you know we're not ignoring things, but it is a kind of for me it's like a coping mechanism. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, um, I think that I process, because I think I'm so sensitive to, like, you know, the butterfly effect, I, I can be sensitive to something I have no idea what's going on in the world about. So when I do know about it, it's a little bit easier for me to process, no matter how difficult it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's important to find, now that everything is, our institutions are breaking down. Our political institutions breaking down. Our school system is breaking down. Our medical system is breaking down. Um, you know, our systems of care in general are breaking down. Our prison system is everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have to rebuild. So in order to rebuild, we have to break down. 
and people are getting hurt. Children are dying. Um, people who shouldn't be dying are dying. People who, there's no reason for somebody who, you know, has a bacterial infection should be dying in America right now because they can't get, you know, they can't get in because of something else. Like they can't get in to see a doctor is happening. Mm-hmm. There's just, you know, there's a lot of mishaps. So the question is, how are you coping? And so most people are not coping. Because we're going to high anxiety. The crisis of anxiety and depression are on an ultimate. Our ultimate. Our children have severe anxiety. You know, I'm advocating for, you know, special education now. And these kids, every kid, every child, what we're advocating for is... We're advocating for transitional accommodations because they don't want to walk into school because they think they're going to get shot. Mm-hmm. They think they're not going home. And we're talking second graders, mm-hmm. first and second graders, not only the high schoolers or middle schoolers. We're talking about little kids that they're, they have anxiety going to school because they don't feel safe. And the school system isn't doing much about it. Some schools are somewhere in some very progressive place probably but i'm like okay so why are we not having the gymnasium have a meditation space why are we not putting you know calm music so when you go into school you have an option to go somewhere Mm -hmm. you know and then they wonder why kids are not really learning our regents and tests are being shut down because of school shootings because of what happened in I don't know, where was it? Buffalo? What happened in Buffalo? At the grocery store? We didn't have regents because of what happened in Buffalo. Mm. So some kids couldn't take the the social studies, you know, history exams. That's Mm -hmm. insane. So families are being affected everywhere. And so what do we do and how do we cope? And especially after this devastating, devastating loss that we just had as a country Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. what are we doing about it Mm -hmm. and when you feel hopeless and you don't feel like you have you have no control what do you do and and how do you cope do you shelter your children do you keep them from school now Mm -hmm. do you pretend like nothing ever happened and you just pretend oh it's not going to happen to me you know what do you do Mm mm-hmm you know, and it's not just about the school system and the shootings. It's about every day. There's not there's less and less nicer encounters that we're having outside our homes. I don't know. How I cope with things is I have a very big... Under, I understand and I have faith. I have strong faith. And that's not a secret. I have strong faith that there are as ugly and horrific and terrorizing and I the things I've seen and the mm-hmm. things we've been through that there there are reasons for things there are reasons and sometimes the reasoning does not give us satisfaction and and there is no reason that a young beautiful child should have to die in the hands of a mm-hmm. of a shooter there's no reason for that uh, but obviously there's nothing else that's going to change our system until more trauma happens. 
Mm-hmm. Trauma will continue to happen until we as collectively as a country make the change. And for some reason, we're not willing to do that. Mm. Half of us believe we should, but we don't. Why isn't it not happening? Mm. Why are we not like storming the, I can't say storming the Capitol anymore. Why are what? we not storming anymore? Why, why is there no change happening? Why are we allowing this to happen? Mm-hmm. Why is the, it doesn't matter if you're Republican or Democrat. It really doesn't matter. No, they're not doing, nobody is doing anything. Mm-hmm. They're trying. I don't know what they're trying to do, but we have to vote. Mm-hmm. We have to vote. Mm-hmm. We have to be active in our local government. We have to say it's unacceptable. We have to make we have to make our children feel safe. How are we going to make our children feel safe? We should not just be having, you know, individual meetings about children who have anxiety to give them accommodations. All the kids should have accommodations. Mm-hmm. They should be walking into school and have a safety place. Start their start off their day with a little yoga, meditation, somebody to talk to. Have some counselors at spots. Why are they not paying for counselors on spot? We should have seven or eight counselors in every school. There's one or two in every school. Why are they not doing that? But they're willing Mm. to pay for more guards? Mm. I don't know. You know, so my coping is this, is that I educate my children. You know, my responsibility is that I, I have a child who is very capable of hurting and being explosive and I do the right thing and I, he has mental health care and he is not a child now that will harm and danger anybody. Mm. Because as a parent, I knew that my child had a mental health problem and as hard as it was, I sought help immediately. Mm-hmm. And as hard as it was, I did not, was not selfish because I wanted him to be home because he's my child. But I realized that his his needs were bigger than me and he could hurt somebody. And sometimes parents who have children with mental health issues who don't know what to do sometimes are afraid of stigma mm-hmm. or do not advocate enough and they don't get the proper mental health care. And the problem now is that we're less counselors. There's less facilities. There's less places to go. Because the systems don't support the people who do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So it starts off in your home. Take a deep breath and you say, okay, how is my home? Is my home safe? Yes, my home is safe. Mm-hmm. Are my children, and are they open? Are they can they openly talk to me about their anxiety and what they're afraid of? The answer is yes. Can my friends, family, and people around me talk about what they're anxious about? If the answer is yes, that's the first step. The second step is that you have to have safety plans on your anxiety and how to cope. And we've been talking about this for years, you know, Mm. what helps you, you know, calm down. And then from there, Go to your local school and have a conversation and say, okay, we need to have some program. Talk to your PTA. Every child has anxiety about this. What can we do to offer a safe, calming place? And it doesn't have to be fucking politicized. Is that right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be politicized. Breathing is not a political issue. 
a place to take deep breaths, classical music somewhere, a mat on the floor, a book they can read, a place to feel safe when they're feeling anxious, and then go back to class or start their day. Come up with creative safety plans in your school. And don't wait for your lo- your politicians to do it because it won't happen. Mm-hmm. Don't wait for the principal. Go to your PTA and say, we need to problem solve. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening behind the scenes. We're inundated with uh, IEP meetings and 504 meetings, which are like when you need accommodations that are not uh, for disabil- like learning disabilities. when you just need help with something. So we make change by starting with yourself and then move out slowly and, and go from there. Each act of kindness will find its way. But man, I don't understand. Now, why is it taking so long for them to, to make these gun controls? Nobody said, nobody wants to take your fucking guns away, pal. I know. Just want to have better. We just want to have like better. Like, like let's not give them to kids. Let's not give let's AR-15s not. to kids. That's all. Right. Let's make it a little bit more difficult to get it, like a driver's license. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a big deal, and I don't know yeah. why it's it's I such a big know. deal. So. <sighs> anyway, the country will get worse Thanks. before it gets better. Hmm. And more children are go- more children more people people are going mm. to die mm-hmm. because it's not fast enough. That's what's going to happen. I know that's sad. We we're just talking about Little House. But that's the reality. Yeah. You know, we, you know, that's why I like our circle. I like having our circle on the square and, and having a group of people to talk. And when you have anxiety about something or when you need support, there's support there, you know? Mm. Yes, but doing true. check-in on your friends. I do yeah. check-ins, right, Addy? Addy, what's happening? How you doing? Right? Yes, yes, you do. Okay, yep. do check-ins. Yeah. Those poor families. I, if, oh, my God. And I think if something ever happened to Nico. Oh, my God, my I kids, can't even. Yeah, I yeah can't exactly. Even. Exactly. I have friends who I have friends who lost their children. Yeah, I know. Who lost multiple children. Yeah, that's over. I know. But that's the reality. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to wait until something bad. We got to be proactive, right? Yeah, I'm working for somebody who's planning on doing stuff. I know. That's good. She just has that's to get good. elected. That's it. Yeah. So that was a downer. I'm glad we brought this up. I know. Down. I know you I wanted know. to talk about this. Well, I feel like um, it's weird to not acknowledge it. You know? Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And yeah. No, it's good to acknowledge, and it's 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 good to be able to talk about it. And as a spiritualist, it's very difficult to sometimes explain to someone who's going through that pain because I feel more for the families 
then you know the people who pass on are no pain and they're free mm -hmm. there's a freedom to it that i see and understand it's the people we leave behind that are left behind that <clears throat> that is that is more it's more challenging and difficult because that's a ripple effect that is very mm -hmm. difficult to achieve in one life to heal from mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that can be lifetimes when your heart no. hurts like that. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the best things that you offer, Kathy, but I don't mm. remember the name of it, is the meditation where you name things that you see to put you in the present moment. Like it's, Open awareness? Yes. It's such an easy concept to bring you to where you... Because right now is all that matters, usually. Right. Um, to bring you... When you start having those thoughts, the open awareness is super helpful that's what I tell my kids just start naming everything you can see and it you know they start to breathe better and mm. are just more calm so that's a fun ish easy thing to do I think if people are scared of meditating oh yeah yeah so what Addie's mentioning is there's a there's a um a method where you are open and you become aware when you're having extreme anxiety or panic attacks it's very helpful. If you're into crystals, I highly suggest getting sodalite. Um, get two sodalites to hold on to each hand and have them in your pockets. If you are, are living with panic attacks or have extreme anxiety. So what you would do is in that moment, because the whole purpose is to get back into your body when you're feeling that way, when you're trying to cope from, from memories and thoughts and feelings, and so what you do is you say out loud everything you see. So if I hold a soda light, you take a deep breath in and you breathe out. Nice and long. You know, you really want to get it out. And then you just say, okay, green wall, picture frame, cat toy, picture, tree, flowers, lamp. Everything you see in front of you. And if you smell something, you know, sage, you know, anything you see and, and you can smell, you want to say it out loud and it brings you back to earth. It brings you back into the place that you are in. And it doesn't take long and it helps you at least like get back so that you can start processing correctly. If you are a spiritualist like myself and you are practice with Dymphna and you have a connection with St. Dymphna, it's the same concept. You just take a deep breath and you just chant her name, Dymphna, 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 over and over and over again. And you'll start to feel very calm. You'll get centered and then you get more into your body. So those are some helpful techniques as well. So that was, I guess, an internal thing to do. Thanks, Addie. That was, a, I forgot good I do suggestion. those things. Very good suggestion. Good suggestion. Well, there's that. There's that. There's that. I'm so sad now. I know. Not I'm really. I, I'm not sad. I, I feel very hopeful. I feel like I hope that the conversation, you know, that everybody goes out and makes change locally in yeah. your home, have conversations, create safety plans. You have rights, you know, if you want accommodations for your kids, go to your school and ask for accommodations. Um. You know, if you're a family that, you know, has, uh, you know, has a, a, a family member with this, try to seek help as, as much as, you, you know, seek help. 
And it yeah. might take longer than you want to get an appointment, but get an appointment and, um, you know, start from there. Right? Right. And think of all the things that are wonderful and that are working for you. Yeah. Think about all the great things in your life. Mm-hmm. We are so fortunate. We are so fortunate and we forget. And that's why I watched Little House. Pa had to walk a hundred <laughs> miles. A hundred miles to find work. And then he had to work with the, the, the I, I just, and my heart was like <laughs> leaving the, the girls and they were by themselves. It's like, you know, that's what it used to be like. You, you had so little and yet you made so much of what you had. We, we forget how much we really have, even when we have loss. Right. Even when our hearts are broken. We have had loss. We've had lots of loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I focus on what I've lost, I go, wait, wait, wait. But look at what's right in front of me. Look at what I have right now. It's an opportunity for a fresh start to see what I have and hold on to that gratitude. And that makes the day better. Look at all I still have. I can't, I can't die with the loss. I have to live with you know, live in the positivity of the gratitude that I I have and think of all that I have. Mm -hmm. That is very helpful. You know, there's always choices and feel your feelings. There are times where I'm like, oh, well, this is something. (laughs) 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 Right, Donna? Sometimes I just go... Well, this is something, isn't it? And then I cry for about a couple of minutes and then I laugh the next minute and it doesn't mean I'm great. It means that I'm allowed to be in the moment. I got to live in the moment. You're allowed to live. You're allowed to cry and laugh at the same time. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Nobody's the boss of your feelings. Nobody is the boss of your feelings. No. There you go. That's all I got. That's it. Well, I want to thank everybody for their support again, and I'm doing so much better. Donna, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Addie, you're so smart and so amazing, and I love you. Aw. The sisters are red. Except for Tracy. She's still behind the gate there. She's out. Sisters are out. (laughs) The sister is (laughs) out. The sister is out. She hasn't visited in a couple days. I wonder if she's taking a class. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, are you taking a class up there? Like calligraphy? (laughs) like yeah a keto she always wanted to do a keto or something she's gonna take her her kung fu class that's so funny yeah i haven't heard from her in a little bit so now she'll pop up yes okay until next week you guys next people all right guys people biscuits see you all right listen live in the moment think positive bye guys I said bye, guys. I should not be supposed to say guys. Stop saying guys. Bye, people. People, everyone. 